What's up, Whisper Nation? We are back at it. Episode 86 already. We are talking the week eight reaction recap right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday, October 28th, and you're listening to episode 86 of the Fantasy Whispers with your hosts, Johnny Game Time Hick, Big Travi, and me, Chelsea. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter at TF Whispers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. And you should definitely visit the website, thefantasywhispers.com, where we've got articles, latest episodes, rankings, and new for 2019. We have our Patreon account. You can help support our show by joining as a patron of The Fantasy Whispers, where you'll gain a ton of access to bonus content. So head on over to patreon.com and search The Fantasy Whispers today. Woo. What up? Chelsea's back. I'm back. We're back. back. Well, I don't know if we're all back. I'm not back yet. I, I'm struggling already this morning with the run in the show here. I almost, yeah. almost, I almost messed up the intro there, Travis. Yeah, you you did all right. We'll keep you around, I think. But uh, Chelsea, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, we have. Hey, you that know, was not a very enthusiastic thanks. She was I mean, just I like you guys. Oh, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> uh we gotta welcome chelsea back she's been gone we've been gone on this show a little bit inconsistent so whisper nation we apologize for that just got some crazy stuff going on on our end but we are back and ready and week eight is just about wrapped up we're only missing that monday night game and as always we want to come back and, oh and uh, give no you a- i'm i'm missing my entire entire sunday games uh my fantasy teams are so <laughs> Uh, despite Johnny yeah. needing the results to be different, those games were played. They, were played. <laughs> they, they have gone final. <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk to you a little bit about those games, give you a recap reaction, as we always like to do when we can get in the lab on a Monday and kind of dissect these games, give you the fantasy football storylines for them. Um, but before we do that, we always like to get some whispers from the Whisper Nation. Johnny... Anything interesting, great, uh, that you want to bring some light to that we got from our faithful? Yeah, so we got this uh, really cool review here from Snaps underscore on Instagram. He said, dude, thank you so much for the advice. I appreciate it. I'm subscribed to you on YouTube channel also. Your guys' work is great. We greatly appreciate that, and I'll be honest with you, Snaps underscore... <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much the only thing that's keeping me going right now because uh, certainly it's not my fantasy team. Wow, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate you, Jay Snaps. We appreciate all you. Uh, if you want more content, get over to thefantasywhispers.com. Hit us up on YouTube, like, and subscribe. You guys can leave us a uh, comment there. We also appreciate it. If you're listening to us right now on any of these social uh, or on any of the podcast platforms, uh, like Apple Podcast or Google Play, please leave us a review. It would mean the world to us, and we could shout you out on the show. Um, we do want to jump into those reactions and recap of week three, but before we do that, Chels, we got to jump into some and news. Notes. Yeah, news and notes. Fanatic. Yep, so it's time for news and notes from around the NFL, brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. 
Fanatic has done some amazing work to their app this offseason, including adding articles, podcast episodes, player stats, and beat writer updates all within the app. So head on over to the App Store on your Apple device and download that today. Yeah, wow. Um, lots of injury reports. So let's get through these quickly. Uh, running back Chase Edmonds is hurt, and Zach Zenner jumped into that game for the Cardinals yesterday. We worried about an injury long term. I mean, that depleted running back core now. Jeesh. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this was this was not good news at all. Uh, definitely not in the game after that. The kind of wheels fell off for the Arizona Cardinals. You could clearly, see Zach Zenner was not up to speed on the playbook. Seems like they just brought him in more to see what he knew about the New Orleans Saints than to actually play him. But uh, Chase Edmonds hurt his hamstring. There were reports that a little bit later that he said he could return or he wanted to return. The team held him out for obvious reasons. They need him more for Thursday night's game. But definitely monitor this because it is a Thursday night game. It'll be short rest. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't practice at all this week and it'll come down to a game time decision. Um, but be be cautious if you're playing him this next week against 49ers defense. Uh, that is rather good. And another running back injury, Miles Sanders left the game with a shoulder injury. Well, no doubt this means good work for Jordan Howard, but what do we think about the Eagles offense altogether? We also saw Boston Scott get a goal on carry there too. I wonder if that had anything to do with Miles Sanders' injury. And Sanders had a really nice game here. Showed some bursts, so showed some playmaking ability. Shout out to um, you, Travis. I got to say, uh, big shout out to you. You've been you were beating this drum uh, on the last episode last week. You were telling everybody start Sanders this week, and if you listen to Big Travi, you you were probably sitting here with the W. Yeah, he. I, I thought he had a good chance to make some big plays happen. He did. I mean, obviously, he only rushed three times, but he got seventy four yards and a touchdown off that. Uh, small production. He did walk to the locker room with his arm at his side. So we're looking at a situation where he could be questionable here going into that week uh, nine matchup against the bears. Uh, so monitor this situation closely. Awesome. Another injury to report on DD Westbrook wide receiver for the Jaguars was out. Uh, neck shoulder injury. Yeah. Neck shoulder, knees and toes. DD Westbrook. <laughs> Uh, continues to be what well, was continuing to be a bright spot for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Uh, but now it looks like DG, DJ Shark uh, will continue to soak up the majority of the targets here. So uh, DD was kind of that bye week filler anyways for you. You probably weren't rostering him unless you needed to uh, to try and fill in for injuries or bye week stuff. But it's just kind of a shame that they can't keep that offense healthy right now. Sure. Uh, Brandon Cooks, a concussion. Oof. I had Brandon Cooks in multiple leagues, big fat zero uh, from his concussion. This will be his second uh, of the year already. So we'll wonder if it's going to take him a little bit longer to get back from this one uh, than it did the first one. Johnny, do you have any thoughts on the Brandon Cooks? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really sad, of course. But to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter because Jared Goff only has eyes for Cooper Cup. Uh, it doesn't matter who else is open. doesn't matter who else is running routes. It is just the Cooper Cup and and uh, Jared sounds Goff. Like a dis- sounds like a disgruntled uh, Robert Woods. No. Uh, um, <laughs> just or say, somebody who just, just say Just, uh, you know, it's like you're on The Bachelor, you know, and uh, you came in second place and all this person does, all The Bachelor does is just go – for the other girl every time ask her on the same date every time it's like 
Come on, spread the love. Take somebody Johnny, else out once in a while. Jo- Johnny wants to be taken out by Jared Goff, and he just won't do it. No, but Robert Woods does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But, yeah, on the Brandon Cooks front, this is uh, could be a little bit serious here. Second concussion in a couple of weeks, definitely not good. How worried about we are we about the Aaron uh, Aaron Jones? Wow, the Aaron Jones situation. <laughs> Packers running back went down with a shoulder injury. He came back though. Yeah, game, he did. Right? He did come back and he closed out the game for them, which is was really good to see because on that final drive they needed him, and he came up big. They ran the ball, pounded out, never gave the ball back to uh, Matt Moore, um, and that's because Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones was really good with the ball in his hand. Look, they continue to draw up great plays for him in the passing game. Uh, and I would be very excited if I'm an Aaron Jones uh, owner and just kind of watch that shoulder situation, but he should be good. Great. Speaking of great, Patrick Mahomes, uh, despite a crazy dislocated knee situations yeah. already eyeing a week 10 return, is he superhuman? Well, he was telling Michelle uh, last night that he would have played in this game if it was a playoff game. Right. Um, so we, so, we've got a situation here where, yeah, I, th- I think he will come back exactly when they say if he, if he's practicing a week after that dislocated knee, I'm really concerned about this. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm, I'm really concerned because this is a quick turnaround. And all I can remember is the, uh, Kyrie Irving situation, where he came back, he has the he had the exact same injury, came back too early and end up making it much worse. And I would hate to see that to Pat Mahomes. Uh, I would hate for them to push him just because he wants to play. On but, the reverse uh, of that, I actually think, I mean, obviously he could be, you know, speeding up the knee timeline. But I do like that he's off the field right now healing the ankle up. Yeah, the ankle was the is issue true. that got him into this, and now he's he's off the field. He's being forced off the field here with the knee thing. So maybe if the knee does fully heal in time, I mean, their bye is week 11, I believe. Yeah, so if he's eyeing week 10 and they're doing okay, we'll see. I mean, their their schedule isn't the easiest, but we could see uh, maybe Andy Reid hold him out. Matt yeah, Moore they, played really well last night. They Let's just yeah. say they don't have the New England Patriots uh, schedule. So. <laughs> All right, and coming back uh, week 10 also, we could be looking out for A.J. Green, who's been uh, dealing with an ankle uh, this entire season so far. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, A.J. Green may have been traded. Uh, the deadline is yeah. this week, so we could see if, if he gets moved. But it looks like uh, I haven't seen anything kind of smoke and fire for A.J. Green here yet. But I think he probably will come back in week 10, which is kind of crazy. He's coming back to this Bengals team that, just cannot get anything going on the field. So, and his presence isn't going to make much of a difference. No. Such a shame. Yeah. Well, uh, as we're gearing up for the end of the trade talk deadline, we've got um, an exciting potential, right? Kenyon Drake, running back for the Dolphins, currently. Uh, where could this guy go? Where could he be a good fit? Where could we see some impact out of Kenyon Drake if he does get traded out? I think I think he is going to go to the Detroit Lions especially after what we saw yesterday. We'll get more into that in the show. Uh, but my call would be the Detroit Lions. I think he would be really good there as well. Um, his talent, them wanting to run the ball, I think that they would be able to free Kenyon Drake. Also, Houston Texans uh, are reported to be one of the teams. I don't know how they would make that happen after they've given up pretty much everything in order to get players already. 
on their team, but uh, that would be uh, certainly another interesting one for sure. Yeah, I think I agree with Johnny that he'll probably go to the Lions. Uh, you see the connection there between Matt Patricia and Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. They both are from the Patriots tree. Uh, so you could definitely see that they are in the need. Um, but one that I would really like kind of the dream situation for me is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you get that pass game uh, specialist yeah. and a guy who could run between the tackles over there with, um, you know, Bruce Arians. And look, they they have ran the ball consistently. They just haven't done it well. So they, they've they've definitely needed somebody to spark their running game. And Kenyon Drake could be that guy. Keep the man in Florida. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we've got from news and notes from around the league. Thanks, y'all. Right on. Thank you, Chelsea. And thank you to Fanatic. If you have an Apple device, iPad, or or phone, you can get over to the App Store and download Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q, today. But we're about to download or give you the lowdown on these uh, great storylines that we have from week eight we had some crazy action happen and johnny our first storyline is david montgomery and i just ask you simply has david montgomery arrived on the scene can we expect um more out of this this strong performance we saw on sunday you know i i think we can i think we can finally start to turn the corner on david montgomery and see him you know getting more touches listen he is been shown that he is the goal line back for this team, which is already kind of, you know, any any goal line back has value. But now, so after the week seven debacle where they only ran the ball seven times, it is being reported that after the game, Nagy went into the, uh, into the locker room and said that he told his own players that it was horseshit that they only ran the ball seven times. And he vowed that he would run the ball more. He even listened to what his uh, he took ownership of it, and that saying that they will run the the ball more. And he listened to his uh, offensive linemen uh, and what they wanted to do, and they were saying they wanted to run the ball more. And so we saw that we actually he listened to his players, and I think he has to at this point because he he could end up losing that locker room uh, based on the talent they have on that team. They should be a lot better. But David Montgomery. Gets 27 rushing attempts. Talk about an overcorrection here. 27 rushing attempts for 135 yards and a touchdown. He had a big scamper there. Uh, He also added five. uh, He had five targets, four receptions for 12 yards. Uh, I I think that this is something you can buy into. I think that moving forward, they will start to get him more involved. They need to because he's certainly the best talented running back back there. I mean, Tyreek Cohen... With all with all due respect, uh, you are he's more of a gadget guy. He's more of a guy that should be wide yeah. lined out lined up wide outside, and <clears throat> they should be having David Montgomery be the workhorse for this team. It just makes sense. Yeah, I think I think you're right there, and I think Matt Nagy realizes that this is a game that they should have won. They missed it on a field goal kick here at the end. But we saw some things out of David Montgomery. First of all, highest snap percentage of the year, 73%. We saw his best yards per carry of the year with five. Uh, you talked about him you know, breaking the century mark, 135 yards on 27 carries. You really liked that. And I think we saw similar things happen last year with the Bears where they got into this 
area of the season and they had to lean on the run again. And they've done that. They should do that again this year as the weather turns, as they try to gear up and get back to basics to win football games. You see teams do this all the time. The basics of winning is stopping the run and then running the football yourself. And so they have a good defense. They may want to play to that card given Mitch Trubisky's struggles. And I think that could be on the back of the young rookie, David Montgomery here. So I'm excited about David Montgomery. I hope you held him. We we never advised trading him away, just maybe benching him for now. Um, this wasn't a great matchup, but he was worth a flex play in this one. And uh, we hope you got him in your lineup there. But speaking of a guy we hoped you had in your lineup that we've been banging the drum on pretty consistently, Tevin yes. Coleman, man. Oh, man, we got uh, so many questions on Tevin Coleman yesterday. And I'm glad to say we answered those ones right, Travis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Tevin Coleman had been showing some great signs since he came back over the last month, Johnny. And this game, it kind of just all came to fruition. Uh, so why don't you tell Whisper Nation a little bit about the game and then and then what you're feeling on Tevin Coleman so far? Yeah, I mean, the 49ers came out and they just went all over the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> this is what was crazy. Tevin Coleman only ended up with 11 carries yesterday, but... You wouldn't, if you looked at what his total fantasy production was, you would not have thought he did all this on just 11 carries. He had 105 yards, so that's a whopping 9.5 yards per carry, Travis. Three rushing touchdowns, two receptions for 13 yards, and another touchdown. So on 12, uh, or sorry, 13 total touchdowns, or 13 total carries, he <laughs> scored four touchdowns. I can um, barely get this out. Um, so had himself a, a really, really good day. It's looking like they are fully trusting Tevin Coleman. They, you know, they took him out. He could have even had five, maybe even six touchdowns in this game, but they ended up benching him in the fourth quarter and, uh, they brought in Mr. Old, uh, touchdown vulture over there who ended up getting hurt. Uh, the fourth string running back, um, Oh, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson. It didn't look too good. But my question uh, to you, Travis, so Burita also got banged up in this game. Surprise, surprise. Their schedule is getting a little bit more difficult. Uh, what do you, you know, where do you rank Coleman rest of the season? Is he a low-end RB1 for you, a high-end RB2, middling RB2? Where, where are you at with Tevin Coleman? Yeah, so you do have Breda still there. You have the other backs that have been good in stints in Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Obviously, uh, if they get dinged up, you you need to upgrade Coleman. But I think Coleman should be locked in as an RB2. Listen, this team runs the most in the NFL, um, and Coleman is their goal line back. Um, and, you know, now he's, he's kind of dominated the touches even, and he's leaked in. So now in a 1A, 1B situation that we thought when Coleman came back was Breda as the 1A, and Coleman is the 1B. It's really, you know, Coleman is the 1A now, and Breda looks to be the 1B. And if Breda misses time, Coleman's going to be fired up. And then you look at this game, you said the, the schedule does get tougher, but they've got Arizona here on a Thursday night. That's going to be a game that you're you're firing them up there. Then the Seattle Seahawks, then the Cardinals again. Um, you know, it's not until really they play the the – the Baltimore Ravens or the the Saints that you're afraid of kind of a, a run defense there. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that Coleman is a guy that if you held on to him, you're really happy because he's really come through not only for the 49ers, but for, for fantasy football purposes. 
speaking of a guy that continues to come through for fantasy football, Aaron Jones continues to be a stud. Um, could have easily had even another touchdown in this game uh, if he had just learned to keep that heel in bounds. Um, but Johnny, I, you know, we were talking at the top of the show here. I continue to to really like what Matt Lafleur has done with Aaron Jones in the passing game. Yeah, you know, you say the way that Aaron Jones scores touchdowns on the ground is maybe a little unsustainable. He's ha- he's had a really good touchdown rate as a running back that probably should dip. But what keeps his floor nice and high and at an elite level is the way they're using him in the passing game. Nobody throws to the running backs more in the NFL than Green Bay right now. And that was a, you know, something that was, you know, we thought could they could throw to the running back with consistency, but not be tops in the NFL at doing it. And that's just because Matt LaFleur has drawn up some really interesting things for this team. So, Johnny, is Aaron Jones a top five potential guy the rest of the season for you, or do you see him more as a top ten? And and how are you feeling about Aaron Jones going forward? Listen, I love Aaron Jones. You guys, if you listen to the show, you know that I'm a huge Aaron Jones fan. However, I don't see a top five in his in his future. I see top ten potential for sure. Uh, here's my concern here. He had 13 carries for 67 yards. They're getting Jamal Williams in on the re- on the uh, rushing game. He had eight targets, seven receptions for 159 yards and two touchdowns. They are getting a lot of he is getting a lot of volume out of the backfield uh, to the tune of, of eight targets. A lot because of their wide receivers depth situation right now. You have Devontae Adams, who is still being held out because of the turf toe. You've got Geronimo Allison banged up. You've got, uh, you know, all, all these. I mean, come, uh, I, I was looking at Dynasty yesterday because uh, I, I messed up and I had thought Devontae Adams could possibly play and uh, playing Big Travi, actually. And I noticed like halfway through the morning games that I still had Devontae Adams in my lineup. So I went on the on our dynasty waiver wire and Kumar, uh, Kum, Kumaro, Kumaro, yeah, Jake Kumaro, Jake Kumaro, I was honestly eyeing as a guy that I could pick up and play. And he ended up having himself a pretty solid day. But that's how bad it is. Like the wide receivers uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing with right now are available on a dynasty waiver wire. That tells you something. Uh, so mm. I, I, that's where I'm concerned because the majority of his, his production yesterday came through the passing game. It wasn't through the running game. Now, do I think the his running game gives him a very solid floor? Absolutely. I think he, he is going to be a very solid running back, but I just don't see the top five potential once Devontae Adam come back, and that's going to be in the playoffs time. So um, don't rely on those really solid days like this where he's putting up like 34 points geez 34 to 40 points in some leagues i wouldn't i, yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that but yeah we we talk about you know them or we talk about the schedule coming up and they've got the chargers you're not too scared of but the chargers looking better on defense over the last couple of weeks then carolina who just got ran roughshod uh, by the 49ers then they're by then san francisco that's a tough matchup but gearing back up towards the playoffs, they play the Giants and Redskins. So I do think there's going to be some spots in here. Uh, the playoff schedule is a little bit murky, uh, but I do think that once again, I think the receiving game is going to keep his floor nice and high. 
Um, you're going to hear a lot of fantasy analysts maybe saying sell Aaron Jones. The value cannot get any higher than it is right now. I'm going to say hold on him, but yeah, I would temper expectations. I, I don't don't expect a top five finish at the end of the year, but you're you're happy with what he's given you so far. I was reading this great uh, piece about Aaron Jones this morning, and it was talking about how he writes down his goals. He's a really goal-oriented guy, and he's got three goals written on his mirror. Lead the league in total touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and receiving touchdowns. And the first of the three he can do, right? He's beating uh, Christian McCaffrey, actually, in total touchdowns in the NFL at this point. So and got him. La- yeah, and as of last night, he just became um, only uh, one of few quarter or few running backs who has at least 150 yards and two receiving touchdowns in a game. So whatever he's doing, it's really exciting. It's exciting for fantasy owners, but will it continue, I think? really exciting yeah that battle with christian mccaffrey is a little bit interesting too because i'm I'm looking at the last four weeks here right and you've got aaron jones with 225 rushing yards christian mccaffrey with 300 uh the rushing touchdowns mccaffrey has four jones has five the receptions mccaffrey has 20 aaron jones has 21 uh and then the touchdowns for receiving christian mccaffrey's got two aaron jones has one over the last month so you see these guys kind of duking it out in their Mm -hmm. offenses and aaron jones doing it on a lot less touches yeah uh so i think that's kind of interesting Uh, that'll be fun to watch uh for the remainder of the season and i you know i think potter agrees so (laughs) uh, and charlie charlie's getting in on the action on that yeah Mm -hmm. so speaking of getting in on action cooper cup man had a career day yesterday so johnny i know surprised (laughs) (laughs) cooper cup man (laughs) cooper cup uh Johnny had the, you know, the joy, the the pleasure of playing against Cooper Cup in our league of record. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, Whisper Nation. Yeah, so I always, every single week, play career days against, uh, you know, whoever, whoever I'm playing in fantasy has career days. So this week did not uh, fail me. I uh, lived up to expectations just as I uh, had expected. And Cooper Cup. 220 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, the players actually on the Cincinnati Bengals were playing slip and slide in front of Cooper <laughs> Cup uh, as he as he you know ran by. They would just they thought they were playing soccer because they were in uh, New England or sorry they were in England and uh, they they had been watching some soccer games. This is a true story actually. <laughs> they were watching some soccer games and, and noticed like all the players would you know slide on their knees after goals and stuff. Well, defense, you know, the Bengals defense doesn't score like at all. So uh, the the only time that they could actually slide on their knees and everything like that was actually during plays. And Cooper Cup uh, was the main beneficiary of that. So, yeah, Cooper Cup has has been dominant this year. And this is a guy that last year before the injury was on pace to be a top five wide receiver in fantasy football. And now he's just kind of filled right back into that role. We heard some scary reports out of preseason uh that he was going to be faster and better than he was before last year and he's done nothing to dissuade those takes from his coach sean mcveigh this year i mean he's got 87 targets 58 receptions on the year he's the number two wide receiver in half point ppr fantasy football with only uh michael thomas ahead of him right now and so you look at what they've got going on in a year where Todd Gurley has not been his best, and they continue to lean on Cooper Cup as the main vein in this offense, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't love this story more. I love Cooper Cup so much. I mean, just what he does on the field as far as 
his ability to get his other teammates involved. Um, he he basically tells them the plays. He he shows defenses to Jared Goff and and kind of communicates that with them. He's a very smart, very savvy player. Well, he does more he does, than just that with Jared Goff. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he does, he's great at blocking. Uh, I just he's one of my favorite players in the NFL, and I enjoy watching his success this year. And uh, really excited about what he can do going forward. I am not as excited about the Detroit backfield. Um, we talked about, you know, potentially Kenyon Drake going there, but Johnny, we've got quite a mess on our hands here in Detroit. Um, did you want to speak to this? I mean, obviously, yeah. Ty Johnson was a huge uh, waiver wire, you know, ad this week, and yet he didn't even lead with the team when carries this week. Nightmare. Yeah, this. <laughs> I mean, this was a giant concern, right? When uh, with Ty, when everybody was racing to the waiver wire it's that just kind of shows the how scarce running back situation is in the nfl that you know we get a little bit of a piece of a uh what looks to be a piece of meat on a bone and uh vultures are all over it pecking at it trying to get it uh tra carson tra carson <laughs> former uh green bay packers actually he looked pretty good with the green bay packers as well Leads the way and carries here, Travis. But in total, four running backs get touches in this game, uh, but not they don't do much with it, right? 23 carries for 62 yards total. Uh, this this offense does like to run the ball, or, or they have said they want to run the ball, right, when they're running their offense. So it will be interesting to see what kind of uh, moves they do make with this with this trade deadline coming up. But my question to you, are you buying into Tracarson? I think I'm saying it too fast. Like, it just sounds Tracarson. I mean, that's pretty dope. It might be Trey still just with, uh, with the A. I'd have it to might, look that up. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, he wasn't even as effective as Ty Johnson was, and neither were very effective. I mean, let's be honest. This is not a, you know a really fearsome matchup against the New York giants and, you know, truck or now you got me saying it. Trey Carson or what Carson, he only had 2.8 <laughs> yards per no, carry. We're going to think you're talking Carson of Seattle, <laughs> Chris Carson, not uh, to be the, maybe they're cousins. Yeah, it could be. Or uh, Ty, Ty Johnson had 3.6 yards per carry. Um, and so neither of these guys super effective. Um, I'm really interested to see how it goes going forward. But, yeah, he's worth, he's worth the ad for sure, just like Ty Johnson was worth the ad, unless, of course, uh, Detroit you know, ends up trading. The good thing is, is the trade deadline will go through before waivers, uh, so you will be able to understand if uh, you know, the trade deadline's on Tuesday, so you will be uh, able to understand if the Lions go out and trade for Kenyon Drake. Um, but yeah, I kind of like what I saw out of, uh, Ty Johnson still, even though it was, it, it, he was the better back. Uh, this game did just get a little weird for Detroit and they, they are throwing the football a lot more than I expected them to this year. Uh, Matt Stafford, you kind of figured this could have happened with how he has consistently been yeah. a deep ball thrower in his career. So, um, Matthew we'll Stafford just, is having himself a, a really good year, Travis, right? We were just off by a year on him. We were high on him last last year. Uh, we should have doubled down on it because he's he's playing pretty well this year. He's got yeah. A, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's been super effective. He, he, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, you know Russell Wilson last year with how effective he's been with the deep ball. 
Um, so I think Stafford's kind of digging what's going on here with Daryl Bevel and the offense, even though Jim Bob Cooter had the best name in all of football and was his, his good buddy. But uh, it's it's working out well for Detroit. They just need to keep stacking some, some successful Do wins. Do you think they still get together on Friday nights and just, like, have a beer? <laughs> You Probably. got to, right? Like, how could you not have a, a how beer? How could you not with tell your Bob wife, Cooter? hey, hey, babe, gonna go have a beer with uh, old Jim and Bob? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's gotta happen, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I would, I would yeah. imagine so. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I mean, that wraps up our storylines for week eight here, but I think. I wanted to talk a little bit because week eight marks the halfway point for the NFL regular season. Um, and of course, it, it it actually is halfway through the entirety of the uh, fantasy football season, especially if your playoffs run through week 16. So I wanted to start a little bit here and ask your biggest surprises uh, through eight weeks in fantasy football. And this is just very loose, but just off the top of your head, Johnny, what are some of the biggest things that have shocked you uh, from the 2019 season? Certainly Russell Wilson uh, at the quarterback position. He is he is showing up every single week in week in and week out we thought this was a massive running team which you know we they are they they do run the ball a lot but it was our no our numbers were showing us that there was going to be some passing uh regression for for certain however we thought that his effectiveness and his efficiency would go down and that has not happened uh he's got over 2,000 passing yards right now. He's second in the league. Uh, not, sorry, not second in the league uh, with that. But he has just over 2,100 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, only one interception, Travis. And he's getting it done on the ground. Still, you know, more than most quarterbacks, 182 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. So at the quarterback position, Russell Wilson continues to be a big surprise there. Uh, definitely didn't yeah. have him finishing not even in the top seven at the position. big name big name in fantasy big name in, in the mvp discussion so that one's pretty fun and you know we did we did tend to doubt his efficiency and in coming into this year but it looks like he's just on pace to be uh what he's always been since he's come in the league a winner and a guy that uh, performs at a high level each and every week yeah he was playing at number one until just this week when deshaun watson stole that number one spot from him but he's been there for the last Five weeks at that number one QB. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely been a, a bright spot in you know for Seattle, um, and he continues to make other weapons work for him. Even with Will Disley out, you know he saw he saw DK Metcalf two times last this last week. So which we he talked about as ways. well. We talked yeah. about DK being having a big game this week. From DK to DJ Shark, for me, DJ Shark is a big surprise. Uh, you know, just kind of in in line with. Gardner Minshew, who's a big surprise as well for the Jaguars on the on the real football note, but also in fantasy football, what DJ Shark has done and half point PPR is the wide receiver four, 61 targets, 39 receptions. Um, and he's just continues to be a great uh, weapon for this team. Uh, over 123 fantasy points uh, in half point PPR on the year. And so DJ Shark's one of my biggest surprises this year. Um, just a really big fan. I mean, you look at some of the names up here, and yeah, you could say Cooper Cup's a surprise. We talked about him. Obviously, Chris Godwin, but DJ Shark, nobody was calling this as a top five wide receiver eight weeks in. And I, he's, he's a guy that I can can see it continuing to go because 
um, you know, he has the eye or Gardner Minshew has the eyes for him. So uh, we we like what we see out of there. Chelsea, did you have anybody you were kind of no, pleasantly I was just or shocked? Garden Minshew, all I mean, it's just been such a term, a tumultuous year for quarterbacks yeah. in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, but one wide receiver who hasn't, ha- you you wouldn't tell who's throwing him the ball or it d- doesn't matter, Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah, Michael Thomas, man. And it feels like now that we've got a Drew Brees who looks locked and loaded and maybe even grew an extra thumb or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael Thomas, I think, is just going to like blow the lid off the rest of the season. Uh, he's already at number one in half point PPR leagues. Is that what I'm seeing on your? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Michael Thomas is the number one, uh, leading the league in, in targets as well right now with 89, um, and receptions with 73. And that, I mean, just to, just to talk about what Michael Thomas does, he's not going to bunch of touchdowns every week, maybe, but he's got 73 receptions. DeAndre Hopkins has 60. That's second place. So he's got 13 more catches than everybody else in the league right now. Um, they're, you know, they're praying for a buy for Michael Thomas, which is coming this week because they want to catch up in those receptions. <laughs> um, Johnny, on the other side of this, I want to talk a little bit about some of the biggest letdowns for you uh, in 2018 or, or just the name that's really sparking the biggest letdown conversation for you. Oh, uh, should I just whip out my fantasy team here? Because uh, I could certainly tell you a bunch on there. Um, I mean, there, there's been a lot of disappointment, right? There's a lot of stars that, you know, aren't living up to their draft capital. In fact, uh, an interesting thing would be to have a draft right now, a mock draft. You know how we love our mock drafts. We'd be having a mock draft right now with the just the first few rounds because it would be interesting to see where play, players would be drafted if we were drafting right now because it wouldn't be the same at all. You've got, um, you know, David Johnson continues to be a huge disappointment. Even when he was healthy, uh, he was he was getting some numbers, uh, but certainly he didn't look good doing it. Uh, so that one's definitely a concern there. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, a lot of these guys were, are injured. I guess a, a big part of it is injury, right, Travis? Yeah, and I'd, yeah. I'd say withholding, withholding injury, like Le'Veon Bell comes to mind because mm. that was my first-round draft pick. Yeah. What a nightmare. What a disaster scenario. Yeah, you're hoping that Le'Veon Bell, just because the the, the volume is so great yep. and that Darnold is back, that hopefully they'll get through some of the growing pains of Darnold coming back um, and their yeah, schedule does like open up a bit. Rest. Yeah, which is kind of uh, worrisome. Yeah, if you're regressing against some, you know, obviously the Patriots you get, but like this week against Jacksonville, they weren't a scary matchup. Um, for me, the some of the disappointment, you know, resides in Cleveland. Obviously, we could get into that. Yeah, you know, Baker true. Mayfield was drafted high. OBJ I just, drafted I didn't high. want to bring up Cleveland on another show. I know. You <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to go too. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> go too much into it. But either way. Um, you know, talking about, you know, some of these guys, uh, obviously, um, I just, oh, Melvin Gordon is one yeah. where you just continue to go, what's going on here? Um, Another uh, guy they're saying, Juju, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight, but obviously, in the quarterback situation has been, uh, been bad for that one. Um, and I mean, that's just kind of, Kind what of to know to to sh- uh, what Chelsea was talking about, right? Like quarterbacks, that's probably over uh, as a whole. That's probably the most shocking thing about this year was we came into this season saying 
quarterback depth is so deep. Uh, don't worry about drafting a quarterback. And I, to some point, you that still holds water, right? But mm. there's been so many quarterbacks just get injured, which normally doesn't really happen from year to year. The quarterback position is probably one of the most, uh, one of the least uh, affected uh positions by injuries maybe they might get benched because they're not playing well but i mean look at this we've we've gotten so many quarterbacks that have gotten injured this year and have sat out games uh you know as many as i can recall of any year you know yeah no i agree with that and the way it's affected offenses in in some cases um we saw the wide receivers for Carolina be darlings for us in the offseason as far as uh, you know, fantasy football is concerned. But then with Cam Newton's injury, Kyle Allen has not consistently been able to hit you know, any one guy in that offense week to week. And so you're, you're just left wondering, what do I do with these guys? Um, you, know, you look at San Francisco as a team where we thought could be really fun on offense, especially in the receiving category with some of the picks they made, Dante Pettis last year. And they end up having to be desperate and trading for Emmanuel Sanders and writing a run game that is just the most prolific in the NFL right now. So there are some things that are out there. Obviously, you know, football is no shortage of surprising us and letting us down in different ways as well. Um, but just keep with us, Whisper Nation. We want to know what are your biggest letdowns and surprises. So go ahead and hit us in the comments there or, or DM us on social media. As always, if you want any more content, head over to thefantasywhispers.com. We've got articles. We've got rankings, all the good stuff over there. And we've got our Patreon account up. You can get the link there. You can go to Patreon and search the Fantasy Whispers. Chelsea, you got anything else for us today? No. All right. We passed the test. <laughs> we passed it. Or she's just back from vacay, so she's I'm still on vacay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mental vacation. You have to escape your fantasy roster sometimes. I understand. Yeah. Um, but we we love you, Whisper no, Nation. No, I can I can never get away from mine. <laughs> uh, we hope that we can help you guys get those W's. So for Johnny Game Time Hicks and Chelsea Lee Byers, I'm Big Travi, and we're the Fantasy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.